This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. All right, howdy, 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 and welcome to One on One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, and we are coming to you live from Sunset Gower Studios right here in Hollyweird, California. And um, I'm, first of all, I can't even believe it. You guys are going to die. That Look who is back co-hosting, the one and only Miss Ralph Cole Jr. Hello, planet Eartha. Thank you, Jasper, and thank you for having me back. And thank you want to thank me for the microphone? <laughs> and for I'm, the microphone and for sitting in the center. I know a lot of you have asked, what happened? Okay, I'm going to tell you something. Who asked? Bus. <laughs> me under it. Okay? <laughs> so, yeah. But I'm back and I'm grateful because the guest that we have today is someone who I've gotten to work with who's extraordinary and because of our liaison is the reason why I was asked back. That's not the only reason you're asked back. <laughs> but again, this is a tryout situation. It always, was. It always I was. was. I was always on audition in that last uh, place we were place at. We were at. Yeah. He was always, uh, it, you know, one day you're in and one day you're out. It's like fashion. No, but I am glad to be back and we have a great guest for you today. Everyone, please welcome, well, besides being an attorney, he's, I would say, the leading beauty pageant coach in America. And he's also about to have his own scripted show based loosely on his life on the CW, Mr. Bill Alberson. Hey, yes. Buddy. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. And so it's great that you guys got to work on something. We can't really talk about that right now, but they met recently on a project. Mm -hmm. We did. And it's such a small world because, in I guess, in conversation, somehow this radio show came up and we stalked Bill. Well, actually, we were stalking Bill um, when his reality show was on, on TLC, trying to get you on our show, and uh, we couldn't get you. So it's so great that we we now have you. See? Coach mm -hmm. Charming. Ralph. Yeah, see, I was the catapult for that. Yeah. So maybe you're asking, <laughs> why am I not here every week? Well, anyway. Maybe I am needed. So like yeah. I was saying. At least behind the scenes. Okay. <laughs> That's our producer, JW. Thank you for that, JW. Yes, thank you, JW. As always, keep Ralph level-headed. Stupid bitch. Okay. <laughs> but I digress. But no, so I was telling Bill earlier that I was flipping the dials one night, and I, I stumbled upon his show, Coach, Coach Charming, on TLC, and I was immediately hooked because, as you know, I'm from Georgia. Bill is, lives in Alabama. So I felt that instant Southern connection, and um, I was hooked immediately. So when I found out that you now I would get to do a scripted show, which is even better, um, that's amazing. So tell everyone, if you don't mind, how this sure. whole thing started in terms of – we were talking a little earlier that you'd already been approached about your life even before the reality show happened by a producer. Yeah, what happened basically – it's kind of one of those things that – Things happen in the universe. I, I like to plan goals and get things done, but this was nothing I had planned. Um, a guy from Andalusia had a classmate that was a teacher at Princeton who had a student who was a writer, and they, after some book talk, were talking about my little small town in Alabama, and the guy was like, yeah, well, there's a guy here who's coached a couple of Miss Americas. Thought it was interesting. Then I'm in the New York Times Magazine on a seven-page spread and a video, and 40 production companies are calling, and I get an agent, and CBS signs my life rights, and 
TLC and, like, that's a reality show. And what was the time period for all this? Like It all happened um, in a couple of months. By September, that was in July of 2015. By September, it was done. And wow. then uh, we started filming the reality show the following summer. and I'm sorry, 2014. In the following summer. And then CBS um, continued just to keep the options open. Right, right. CW bought the uh, show for a pilot. Went to pilot, didn't make the C- the CW fall season. We were kind of held to the mm-hmm. end and then not told not no, and then they were like, no, we're not going forward. But then that opened the door, and it's Netflix is where it is now. Right, that's what I was going to say. Now it's up, which I actually think turns out for the best. I'm, I'm, we are much happier. I know I am because there's – There's no boundaries. There's no boundaries. And it, it'll air next year, but that's because, you know, you shoot the whole season. Unlike yes. other stuff, you don't – you're shooting it in progress. Right. So we'll shoot the whole season starting in the fall, and then it will carry on to next winter, and then – but I love these kind of stories because it's like, you know, for those of us who've been out here forever, 30 years or whatever, we everyone's got a journey. You know, like you said, right. you never know what that's what that's going to be. And forever, that's your entree now into the business. Well, it's and, yeah. And it's it's something I, I was out here for our project that mm-hmm. we had a couple of weeks ago and I was having dinner with my agent and my daughter. And he looked and said, did you ever think you'd be having a dinner with your dad and an agent in West Hollywood talking about – a show, a show based loosely based on your dad's life, and she, and she was like, "Yeah, no, not really, but you know, she's real cool about it. Kind of played it off, but so it's in, but so uh, were you a reality person? Do you watch reality TV at all? No, no. So I really I have watched some. Yeah, I just can't long term. I've seen many of them. Yeah, but you but didn't these, get hooked on any. Well, yeah, and I and it's almost like to me, reality shows are modern day soap operas. It is. And uh, but I wasn't all my kids nut growing up, mm-hmm. and so it would have made sense that I would have continued on. Right. And some of them I have watched. Yeah. There, there's some like I am Jazz, so doing some real Very good. Yeah. Really, some real public yeah, purposes. Yeah. Um, but I'm Kate. I mean, after about four or five oh, episodes, I was, tried to be a, a hero, but that was a waste of confused. time. Yeah. And um, you know. And I have done the mindless when I'm drinking, watching the Kardashians. Mm. Um, See, even I draw the line there. Well, you have to be drinking. And you have to look. Because a lot of it, particularly the early shows, are like filmed by elementary camera people. Right. It's really kind of funny to watch. <laughs> it's really not that great of a now that I've seen what we would do. Right, right, right. You know, like, oh, my God, I see their mic pack. I see, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like, what? Really? The boom is in their face. Right. You know, they have, but there's something that, that they've got a formula. Oh. You yeah. know, that everybody tries to copy and follow. So, well, how did your family feel about being involved in the reality show? Everybody, well, my daughters mm. thought it was real fun. My daughter in law thought it was fun. My son happily did it while he was being filmed. He was like, this is okay. I don't really have to have this. Right. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Are they more excited about the scripted? Because it, it is, we see, we keep saying loosely because there's there's a different plot line going on. There's with, a different plot line. It's the, um, it's more you. It's, it's more my you. personality. Yeah. Dallas I guess, Roberts is playing, playing me. You. And he's, he's a brilliant actor. I'm unbelievable yeah. because he is so not me at any level. Right. And, um, is he Texan? Is he he's he come he's Welsh, but I don't oh, know where he was raised. I was thinking for some reason he's from Dallas, but I mean not because of his name. No, that's really simplistic, isn't it? Now that would be really sad. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Dallas, and my name is Dallas. Yeah. And there's no way he would make it. It's like he if Ralph's be... last name was Coon. Yes, <laughs> you know it would be too on the nose. <laughs> which yeah. you can't do that. No, right? Um, Bless his heart. But I really don't. Ergo, know. the expression "haven't seen you in a Coon's age," and that's what Planet Earth is thinking. <laughs> where have I been? 
We know you crawled yeah. out from under yeah. the bus. Yeah. yeah. Rosa Parks. Okay, on. yeah. So <laughs> back to Alabama. <laughs> hashtag Rosa, hashtag Parks. <laughs> just Which be- was staged. Just okay. because we- <laughs> it's all alleged. It was a planned, planned, must have one of those brilliant things in the world. But I mean, I mean, just because we're from the South, we're not racist. Right. No, to I your face. I'll get on the bus <laughs> and you pretend like you ain't going to let me back there. No, it wasn't quite that way. It, but I mean, her life was at risk and danger. Don't to minimize it, but it was very much like we. They had to find the right person, the character, yeah, that would make it salient. Uh-huh. And that was kind of. And that's not taught. I will tell you that aspect. Growing up in Alabama, we sh- you would think we would know no. the entire no. Rosa Parks story uh, in Georgia either. And and it was we, very pick and choose what they and taught. how we wanted to tell it. And that's I think. The next generations will be so much better, yeah. not to be deep, on racism because you haven't have collective education. Right. I um or selective education. When I was in Russia, I was on a large exchange I because mean, I'm kind of a nerd. And so I was it was after the communism fell and it was like ninety five. And my interpreter said something really interesting to me because we were talking about I was like, show me this, show me that and he goes, You know more about Russian history than we do. Because they had selective education, yeah, they how the any. communists wanted to do it and how they told it. And if you think about that, a lot of people in our civil rights education, yeah, they don't know. They're well, aware of significant events and things, but like the march um, from Selma, mm-hmm. they did three of them. The third one is the one they had already done. The other ones, there were people that knew that these things would make an impact. Yeah, you know, it's like the movie Hidden Figures this year, last year. I nobody, um, nobody had, knew that. Nobody had heard of that. No, and and that's embarrassing. That's sad. Yeah. It, it reminds me of when you were with your family back at home in Athens once and you were driving by a a, a place where lynchings used to be commonplace oh, yeah. and how it blew you away well, my that dad, it was so we were, happenstance. We were driving and this was like a few years ago and my dad said, oh yeah, you know, that, did I ever tell you about when old Buster Cooper, you know, hung that black man over the tree there? And I was like, what? And they speak about it matter of factly. I'm, but I'm thinking, Dad, you never till now you just dropped that in the bucket. You know, where did that? You, so many secrets in the South, well, or not talked about, or we don't want to pretend. Um, don't mess. Don't tell Grandma. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was always the one. Protect Grandma. Yeah, like she didn't have her own secrets. And it's it's very interesting. I worked for the first black that was elected statewide office since Reconstruction, Alabama, and it was Supreme Court justice, and I was his law clerk. And I learned a lot there because he'd been a civil rights mm-hmm. lawyer. But um, there was, a, I think it was the last lynching case in Alabama or something involving lynching came up that was one of the things I did research on. And it kind of hit me at that point going, this continued on yeah. beyond the Civil War period. Right. People don't understand. No, it wasn't that long ago. No, and that after um, Reconstruction is when it really got bad again. Yeah. Because that was the motivation because the scalawags and carpetbaggers were gone. And... It was it was quite, um, I guess, enlightening for me right. at that point. Sure. Um, well, see, that's what I mean. That's one of the things that's fascinating about you. But so, uh, the the dichotomy of the beauty pageant coach with this right. law career that you had, and you're obviously a very learned person, and it, it's all that together that I think that makes you so interesting as a character. You know. Well, I, I, it, it, yeah, I'm I'm probably like civil. 
But um, <laughs> no, but you're very level-headed. That's what's interesting. Well, and you're working with girls to make their lives better. Right. I mean, fundamentally, people are like pageants are sexist, and you're I'm kind like of a life coach. Yeah, that's basically. What I hate we're that doing. term, but you know what I mean. It's, well, first of all, people say they're life coaches, and I'm like, where, and where, where, and where'd you get that direct? Mess, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, you fixed yourself so you can fix others. That mm-hmm. doesn't really work that well. Um, but. Uh, but your life is not a mess. That's what I mean. So well, it's been chaotic. It's been an interesting journey. But if you can go through yourself mm-hmm. and I guess look look at it transparently, right? And why things happen and why you are the way you are today. I know that I'm sensitive in a lot of things. I grew up incredibly skinny, and so I was made fun of a lot. And even with people with good intentions, my parents made me take karate so I could be able to defend myself. All that did was make me go home. I realized just the other day I was really thinking about it. I was in a hotel room. I was almost here mm-hmm. for the show because it had mirrors everywhere. And I thought, I don't have mirrors in my bathroom. Why don't I have mirrors in my bathroom? Yeah, on the ceiling in the bedroom. Well, yeah. I That's mean, you different. Know, <laughs> yeah, and with mood lighting and, and we, you know, they change and <laughs> – we we black out some things, but we that's don't too save. personal. I that's, no. yeah, I'm sorry. And it's not it's not bad because my head's right. always it on will the, be on the show. My head's always on the it'll villa. be in the series on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, that's going to be a thing we're going to bring in. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dallas, absolutely. does he know that yet? You'll be. T- I, we're going to you know it's going to one of those things. If you want to ride the you know ride it's the Netflix, pony, you can do you whatever do it you want, want now. to. That's right. You couldn't have done that on the CW. And I think there's always a living a lifestyle thing that makes it real, so you can understand and appreciate the aspect to get the full. Character mm. touch, yeah. exactly. You know, yeah. you really get a feel but, for the show. But let's go back to how did the beauty pageant thing start for you? I mean, you were an attorney. You were right. Somebody asked with me to help kids, and and had had your daughters been in beauty? No, pageants? no, no. There well, was it was no, from the choir, the, right? This man knows a little bit about me. Um, but yes, it was a choir director. Okay, excuse me. It's borderline stalker. I do research on our guests. So that that's was why one you're here. That was one of the welcoming things that so many people liked about me being on the show. You know, I you, digress. Yes. Uh, yeah. We love yeah. you. Thank you, JW. Thank you. Don't make a and, meal out of it. And right. thank yeah. you, Chuck, for yeah. welcoming me. Yeah. 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 But, Finally, but, I feel welcome in a studio actually, again. Actually, it's not about you, sweetie. Yeah, so yeah. could you just lower just that so down a little bit? And so... Um, <laughs> Yeah. You're pulling focus, <laughs> Ralph. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. did I do that? Bill's going to say talk. I'm theatrical, and I don't know why. Yeah. I don't again, know. If, again, I don't know if giving again, him the mic again, was yeah. a good idea no, at all. No. But. Can we? Can we do like a boom with him and just flutter it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> can you turn around? Back to Bill. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's about Bill Alverson. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, a, I'm the guest. Okay. It's called insatiable. You're 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 like an employee. Okay, right. Okay, okay so well, he's I'm 1099. Yeah, he's 1099. <laughs> That's right. He's freelance. Yeah, he's an independent he's contractor. Freelance. We don't go as far yeah. out. There's no benefits okay. here yeah. at all. Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This okay, just so... keeps you out of the gutter. Tonight. That's basically what we're <laughs> that's doing. That's all we're doing for you. Yeah. Tonight. So that's kind of charitable work that we've done. I like that. Um, <laughs> I helped this girl. I was asked, "Hey, can you help?" Because I was singing the choir. And I had done theater stuff. I had worked in retail through school. So I guess this lady thought that maybe I could help her. You were theatrical. So um, not like this one, but yeah. <laughs> He's a musical. <laughs> yeah, it's different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Um, I do say life's a pageant. I guess his life's a stage. <laughs> so, um, and we figured it out, but I handled it like a case. And that's what's different is that. Yeah, because you come from that. That's analytical. what I know, right? Yeah. So if you are presenting a case in front of a jury, a judge, presenting something to a board, pitching a show, right. what are you doing to make people want to be connect to that? 
You know, if they're looking for apples and you're pitching an orange, you, you could have the greatest orange in the world, but nobody wants nobody that. Wants I need you got to know what you're pitching. Right. And yeah. so we created and worked with her talent, and then she beat the hometown favorite, and she won. So then moms start going, how did that happen? Oh, she went to talk to Bill Alverson. So that I worked, and then it's, they started all winning. But the, so that rolled a bit. But the thing that's amazing about the research I did is what I know that your focus is on the interview portion of the the contest. But what is this secret that you have that you tap into each one of these girls to make their interview pop? I, and I, forgive me. Let me say, isn't it doesn't the interview count for? 35 percent most is that the it biggest? can be 20 25 30 okay. percent it, that's it's, what it's i a think big, a lot of people don't realize they it's think, a big chunk yeah um to way i look at that we're doing an interview is like why do you go see a movie after you saw a trailer what made you go yeah. boom i want that mm-hmm. and now the bad side to that is when you go see the movie that doesn't match the trailer or they've like, shown all the good parts and they, right and it's done there's nothing else yeah. to it so you have to but that's the first kind of hook um i do work on stage presence and 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 in, in that as well. But if you don't have the brains, you have a, it's like if you don't have an engine, a car can look fabulous, but you can't even crank, crank it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's developing them. And the I guess the civic fun part about it is you learn to watch someone come alive and right. think for themselves and make independent choice and realize that, wait a minute, I'm not really against same-sex marriage, even though they told me at church and my parents told me I was against it. When you actually challenge and think them through, they may change their opinion. Um, education eradicates ignorance. Right. So if you start from a place of respect. If you know better, you do better. Right. And But you can't be told. Right. You know, I will look, and I'm pretty direct, and I'm very blunt. Really? Um, shockingly. <laughs> but working with how can I get her there? Uh-huh. You know, um, the big thing that I have is that I'm, I have three kids. I have a son and two daughters. Yeah. I want the same opportunities for my daughters my son has. And in this country, anywhere in this world, women are not That's treated equally. That's a great equally. point. So we've Your got, son doesn't have to think about it. No. And it's just offered. You're born with a penis and you're born to be a leader. So you're going to do well. Right. And it's a thing, <clears throat> unfortunately, for the man that doesn't want to be the breadwinner, that doesn't want to be in charge, he has a very difficult role in life. That's true. You know, but- Many times these girls, particularly if you're 17 and you're going through your first teen pageant, or even in college, it's the first time you've had five people, seven people sit in a room mm-hmm. and give a shit what you have to say. Right. Mm. You know, it's like, wow, they're listening to me and then they're responding to what I mm-hmm. said. They're following up and want to know what I've done. And that's empowering. Mm-hmm. Um in our school system today, it's all about testing. It's there's we don't take the time, we don't have the time, whatever their excuses are, it's not occurring. It's not individualized, right? Either. And then you also push community service because you want to say I'm I'm a valuable person in the community. They may hate it, but you know at the end of the day, you've raised five thousand dollars for breast cancer research. The people that receive that money, they don't really care if you did it with a loving heart. They're happy to have they're the just cash. Glad mm-hmm. to get the money. You know, you get backpacks for kids and you feed thirty kids one weekend. You may be Corella DeVille the entire time, but right. you fed 30 kids. Mm-hmm. You may be drunk the next day. Right. That's it fine. will change who you are eventually yeah. Yeah. by learning the fact that you can make a difference. You now, know, even though there's vodka in the juice packs, it's oh, fine. Okay. I mean, it's yeah. it's good. You know, you're a giver. Well, that and you know, you're helping everybody and they don't have to take prescription drugs. Okay. I mean, there's just <laughs> right. ways to get But there's nothing wrong if they do. Well, you know, it's, well, that's, Big Farm is kind of a problem in the country right now, <laughs> so we can't really advocate for that. Yeah. We can't. That's true. Yeah. But now, when, 
people come to you, do you do a screening process? In other words, like no. you'll take – I don't mean to say you'll take anyone. But I basically but, will take anyone. Now, they, whether they, don't they have come back or been, not, they may not want they, to. <laughs> they don't have to have won pa- like no. titles. It's, this could be their very first – that's with anything that I'm doing. Okay. I will take any legal client. I'll take any, if I can work that into my schedule. Now, if I don't have time, we can't make it happen. Right. I've had people call me, go, "Can I see you this week?" Um, no, I'm in LA this week. Well, they may not they may not contact me back. But it's. Do you find more of a challenge when it's? Do you find it more challenging when it is like the first time, or it's it's not a girl that's already won four pageants? It varies. Yeah. Um, that can be that that That's that cuts miss. both ways, right? You can have someone who's had a lot of pageant experience and come in; they know everything, mm. right? So they just want me to tell them they're fabulous, and they've been to see me because I've had all these winners, and I say they're fabulous, right? They're usually disappointed, yeah. Um, and then you have <laughs> other people who are very shy. I had one girl that came in and she cried for forty-five minutes. I said hello, and she started crying. And at forty-five minutes later, when she counted herself together, she left. And then her uncle, who lined it up, called me and said, "Can't you come back?" And I'm like, "Of course." The great story is, by the time we got through with it, this child had been bullied in school. She was really shy. It's a horrible. It's a kind of break your heart story. She won the damn pageant, mm, and oh she won God. her town beauty beauty thing. It changed while, her life. Yeah, and while we were working, a guy had asked her to prom, and then the guy's popular girls came up to him and said, "Oh, you can't take her to prom," and he broke the date. Mm. So oh. we're working that throughout, and this was a young girl who, an afternoon, would go work with. Um, Old people that were bedridden mm, and house like done. nursing homes. And... It was, yeah, but it was like in a small rural kind of community, so it really wasn't hospice, right. like a board and care home. Yeah, of... yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of a thing. But they were like in people's, they were their family members or whatever. Wow. And she would go do that. And think about it, she liked going to see grandmother because it made her feel good. That's where she could escape wow. to her mm-hmm. world. But she was brightening their day. Right. And by the end of the run, she won her little Miss Geneva pageant and. You know, I watched a girl drop 25 pounds and be happy with who she was without me saying, you've got to do this, you got right, to do that. Right. Because food, I think, had become her friend. Mm-hmm. And then when she realized she was great herself and who she was, it was kind of, it was, wow. those are the happy points. Right. And that's when people say pageants are bad to girls. And I'm like, mm, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Most of the people that are super critical of pageant are lazy themselves mm-hmm. and they don't want to have to present themselves. And I think a lot of times people are thinking of, Jean Benet, they're thinking of oh, that, Honey, and that's Boo, gross. Those Honey Boo Boo boos. and Little Kid pageants, Tierras and all, all that. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, they're not thinking about Miss USA and Miss well, America. Somebody asked me the other day about kids' pageants, and I said, you know, typically I don't like to work with children. I don't, I, I let them have a life and do whatever. But I know people do sports. But one thing I've noticed with younger kids and younger pageants, if it's a well-run pageant. They're learning. They they're walking on stage in front of a crowd of people, and they're comfortable. They're you know, little Shirley Temples, right, right. but they're they're also going through an interview and talking to people. That's right. Um, if if the pageants have the interviews and do that, it may be what's your favorite color? What do you want to do when you grow up? But I'm articulating what I want to be growing up when I'm seven. I am when I'm nine. I'm twelve and I'm fifteen. Right. Instead of for the first time when I'm a junior in high school, going, oh hell, what am I going to do? Right. You know, Besides I've actually just get pregnant and get married. Or yeah. Whatever. Or we're not even get married or whatever. or whatever. Nothing against you know. the Dairy Queen, but you know. You know, you want to have goals and aspirations yeah. and be comfortable. It doesn't matter. If you want to work at Walmart and be a greeter and that's what you want to do and you know that's oh, what you want to do. Be, the, be a be great that. greeter. I feel the same way. But let's have options so that's not your option that the world chooses for you. That's mm. right. And then when you can make yourself a choice, the options were ahead of the curve. Wow. Now, your oldest daughter is a champion basketball she is. coach. So. You, I bring that up because 
in something completely different from a pageant, she's a champion. And a coach. <clears throat> well, she is. She's now an assistant coach here at USC. Um, Which is so ironic. I mean, bizarre that she just like ended up you here. Said, like the mm-hmm. fact that you could have never guessed you would be here. Is that same that, thing? With the, the, was that a coincidence? I mean, it's highly she coincidental. She wasn't seeking out this area. She. It was really Blanche has had a wonderful career. She was a pre med major and. And I've always said she stayed in pre-med because they told her that you could not be a Division One athlete when she was at Auburn and major because it's too difficult. And she was like, watch me. Oh. And then she ended up being the SEC academic winner. Um, and she was a community service. So she did all that and was homecoming queen. So why can't you do all those things? A lot of things I've actually implemented in some of my coaching has come from watching her athletic coaching, mm-hmm. the empowerment, the paying attention. What can I do? Um Knowing when you when you kind of sense that you're at someone's breaking point to build them back up to keep them going forward on mm. their goals. Right, right. And so uh, she decided after she was in the WNBA for a minute. Oh, she in was in Atlanta. Yeah, she um, and then was after spring got cut, but she was on the dream for the month of May, and then she went to Spain for a year. And when she came back, she was like, "I don't want to go to med school." It's like, okay. Mm. And it was really interesting that I thought was enlightening. I went to see her last game that she played when she was in Spain. And we were talking. I said, are you sure you don't want to do this? Because to me, living living abroad, you know, you can pick your city and do all that. And she said, Dad, I'm playing with these other professional women, and they're great and they're fantastic. They've been doing this for eight years. They have no idea what they're going to do next. I feel like I'm in a holding pattern. Mm. I'm ready to land and get on with my life. Mm. And so she's had a trajectory that's been great. Mm was at Texas Tech, got her master's, and got to really do more than just being a graduate assistant. She grew into coaching, went to New Mexico State one year. Her coach then was hired at USC and said, you know, come with. Wow. And here she is in one of the top programs in the country. So and it's here you are fantastic. with the TV show. I know. It's just kind of like, mm-hmm. it's great. I can I can come visit her and say I'm doing work and write off my taxes. And then your your son, William, is... A, is a, he practices law with me. Yeah, in the family. Now, did your... Your dad was a lawyer? No, he said, my dad's an expert witness and testifies in a lot of lawsuits, but okay. he's not an attorney. So you were the first attorney. I am. To, to, and it's interesting because I've always felt attorneys are sort of show business in any way. And there's a lot of acting. Oh, it's the biggest I, stage. I mean, not acting in a bad way, but you know what I mean? You're perform- That's it's why presentation. all the David E. Kelly's show, the series, were always, you know. Um, I, I think that there's always this fascination with illegal stuff because – you're getting beat by somebody's wits yeah. and you're watching someone crumble or you're right. watching someone perpetuate uh, a lie or tell the truth. Or There's also, we've it's seen like enough shows, yeah, there's a lot of that and there's also the great like justice has happened. Mm-hmm. And because that's the purpose of what we have in this country with law, but people don't even understand why we have the laws we have. Right. You know, when you say we don't have double jeopardy, what well, do you even know why that was important? No. Um, innocent until proven guilty. Why that's important? No. Right. It hit me when I was in Europe and I saw defendants in cages, literally in courtrooms, and that's what they do. And so how are you thinking? They look guilty. And in some in some countries, even when you're acquitted, you can be tried again and again and again. So you have to prove your innocence so they will stop trying, trying to convict you. you. Right. So there is a great system of why we have our system of justice that sometimes – it's it's fallible. It doesn't always work, but in a lot of ways, it's better than what the it's other the options best are. We have. Yeah, they judges can ask questions in, in a lot of other countries. Um, they don't have a a panel of peers. Right. We didn't used to have peers either. They claimed they were peers, but all white men are not necessarily everybody's peer. Wow. But we've 
made a lot of corrections there. Right. And we have constitutional cases that help balance that to a point of more functioning. So Now, do you can you foresee as maybe your producing career gets busier and more TV stuff that you will sort of walk away from the law at some point, the law practice, or is it, you just don't, I know it's... I don't know. I mean, you know, if opportunities present themselves and the good Lord said, this is where you need to be, then I'll be there. Um, and, but the difference being with that is that um, I, this is what I've done. This right. is who I am. Right. So I don't think I'd ever quit being a lawyer. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, um, I think what could be very important with that is that that's my phone, and I apologize. It's probably your agent, and um, saying who they all booked you on this. You're right. What are we doing? Um, but what what always happen? I think is that I'll always be a legal analysis. Mm-hmm. Like if I ended up moving here, and there's some great things that happen, I don't think I'd take the California bar, our right. practice law, right. shut up shop. But I would hope that I'd always be able, because my son and I practice together, to have that kind of keep my foot in there right, right. and work together and work with him because that's a great joy. That's fun. Mm-hmm. But what, even in terms of uh, producing more television, like legal stuff, you know? That's... Well, you know, they've got a lot of people that really can do the legal stuff. I mean, I'd be interested in, yeah, they want me to be in some show or do whatever. Sure. Right. I, I enjoy, It was fun being in front of the camera. I enjoyed that. Or I, even consulting, yeah. producing on yeah. le- legal shows. Or... And any, any kind of thing. <clears throat> Um, and that's kind of the aspect of kind of what I'm doing with right. Insatiable is how would this work? How would, you know, and, and we've worked some of the, the legal kind of stuff as well as the pageant stuff. And that, that's fun. And then watch the people do their work. Right. I mean, how did the title come? It didn't come to me. Lauren, Lauren Gustis is the, the mastermind of the whole thing. And she's a brilliant executive producer from Dexter and many other things. And but. she's being the showrunner. She's the head writer. She's, she's pulling And can you everything. believe how hard they work? I mean, and how they Live really it, think live it and eat it and breathe it and, and get worried about i mean i've worried about senate structure i guess and briefs and whatever but um no we got to say it this way you can't say it that way got to say it this way you can't say it that way well they need your opinion on that for sure you know and it's if, as long as it's consistent and then they kind of watch me that's what we've done some stuff to where they can see where the personality is right and when they shot the pilot i just sat back and was like wow you really do know me mhm that was bizarre because mm-hmm. seeing some of the dialogue right. and the way that Dallas Roberts, I was like, how does he even, know? he doesn't even know me, yet he is in a situation exactly how I would have handled it. Did you have any input in the casting at all? Not at all. Okay. Nothing. And for the uh, 13 episodes, there's there's a writer's room. They have a they staff do. of writers. They do. They and do. And you know all the writers. And- I met them all. That's, I was out here. That's what we did. We've been working on some stuff with the show. And so the, all the writers were there. And so we spent the day yesterday together. And then they would ask different questions and do different things. And they had their notepads going. Left. They were all delightful. I have to say, typically, people are nice. You know? Well, you know how – I mean, they're, I, I know it's thrilling for them to actually have a, the real person – that they can get stuff from, even if it's loosely based. Right. It's exciting for them to have you there because it's they're not making shit up, basically. No, right. Yeah. And, and they can say, how's this work? How did you do this? Mm-hmm. The same kind of – a lot of questions I've had over the year, the last two years, a lot of different interviews and different things that people stay there. But then they watch me work with a pageant girl and her mom, and they watch that dialogue and – I guess because I had done the reality show, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't apprehensive. And so I was just like, cameras rolling, let's right. go. You were already comfortable with that. Yeah. So it kind of made it and made them comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think we just covered lots of ground that way. And that's what we were saying before the show, too. It's very uh, unusual that 
you were able to do the reality show and then still do the scripted. Correct. Because a lot of times it's either or. And then if the reality show didn't go and it was canceled, sometimes that'll, that'll put the kibosh on the scripted. Uh, on the scripted. And what was very interesting, and I don't know this for a fact, but they came back and when, when, when we did it with CBS and TLC, they were like, I don't know how you pulled that off, but it happened. Yeah. And um, my agency was like, we've never had this work together. Because I mean, it's never. I had a, a reality. I had an unscripted agent and a scripted agent within the same agency because they just don't know each other's worlds. No, no. They keep it totally separate. Right. So you're learning that whole part. Yeah. Of it. That's been that's been kind of fun to me to see the dynamics. Of well, how you know how many att- agents are attorneys in Holly? I mean, all the big yeah. CAA and I I don't know who you're with, but most of all the big agencies. It, Ninety percent of them are attorneys. What's are interesting ha- is now that I'm when I've talked to people, I had um, I, I'm with Paradigm. Okay, and every major what they would call major agencies, UTC, CAA, um, William Morris, all, all said, "Hey, we want to talk to you. Want to sign you up? Want to sign right. you up? You know?" And I was like, "Where's this? We haven't done anything yet." But see, they see and, they see the potential. You know, it was kind of fun because it set back and I was like, I, I don't understand. And later was like, typically re- people in reality don't even get an agent till after the show has legs and is going. Right. And then they come back. And the, I had one before we even did had the a deal. Had we even before we made the sizzle? Yeah, sizzle reel. Oh, you did the sizzle reel. We did. The, we, we had a production company. They did the sizzle before they pitched the networks. You know, I had an agent before that happened. So I'm, wor- was, I'm working on a project now that we're shooting the sizzle and in a Tennessee for the for the client and we we're trying to explain to her like because it's going to be coming into into her home and everything right and she's freaking out about the the sizzle with and I go well you you have input on what you want to show or whatever so um wow and you I, yeah, that was my first clue that we took a whole week to film for that little short little sizzle right it was good preparation mm-hmm. for what it would be you know, waking up every morning, fifteen people in your house. Did you did you finally just get comfortable with the, with the camera crews in your house? Oh yeah, I didn't care. I walked around my underwear, go take a shower, whatever. I don't care. I mean, it's like we're here. Yeah. Um, they need to do their work. Yeah. And they're, you know, it's not like it's like some big take a snapshot, put it out on the internet. There's Bill Iverson walking around. You know, so you, you get over yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got to do their job. And I think being an attorney and mm-hmm. representing clients is is one big difference there because my, the cases are not personal to me. Right. And people like to make them personal, mm-hmm. but they're not personal to me. It's like if I'm representing you, it's your life. Right, and I'm right. an advocate for you and what's going to be the best for you. And sometimes you think you know the best for you, but sometimes my job is like, okay, you're going to go lose $2 million if you, right. you need do to this. Shut stupid. up and listen to what I'm telling right. you. Right. And, and, Sadly, in the legal profession, a lot of lawyers don't handle their clients that way because right. the more we have these hearings and things go on, I get paid more money. Right. Well, but if I could already have a result earlier, that's what's best for you. And so I, I, I had some fortunate senior attorneys who had a really kind of like I, maybe pristine purity of what their job is to be an attorney. Mm-hmm. And so I, maybe that made an imprint. I, I'd, I'd have a hard time just churning to churn. We're going to take a break, but before that, it's interesting because I went through like a six-year legal battle with something out here, and I had many, many attorneys. And one of my last attorneys, we were in a meeting one day, and I was saying something about, well, the law says blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, Jasper, law is not a science. It's an art. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? And then later he was talking about within the 
system and what you have to it's do. It's that as well. And not not to say this insulting to you at any level, but a lot of people think they can figure the law out and they read a case and they understand it. No. They don't even see the nuances that make things twist and turn that make it different. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I learned, let me tell you. You know. Six years. You signed was, the contract. Yeah, but I didn't have, you know, I, I didn't know what I was doing. Well, that's stupid. Ignorance is it's no It's not excuse. black and white. It's not black and white. Right. But then we found out somebody laced your drink before they got to the party. Then we have justifiable excuse. Wow. He really does know you. you know? <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more with Mr. Bill Alverson and Ralph Cole, Jr. Come back, Planet Eartha. Bye-bye. You're back one-on-one with Jasper Cole. Welcome back to one-on-one with Jasper Cole. We're picking up the conversation with Mr. Bill Alverson and Ralph Cole, Jr. Hello, Planet Eartha. So if you're just joining us, Bill is uh, one of the nation's leading beauty pageant coaches. He's an attorney from Alabama. He's also a uh, producer, and there's a new series that's now going to be on Netflix called Insatiable that's loosely, we keep saying loosely, based on um, Bill's life. And uh, we say loosely because there's some plot things that aren't yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, it is. I mean, he's a small-town lawyer who's also a pageant coach. Right. That's me. Personality is me. But some of the circumstances, it's not, all that is the, it's not, in, yeah. the, in the mind of Lauren Gusses. Yeah, who's brilliant. Yeah. But but with our um, it, we were talking about when you got to finally meet all the writers. Were they pitching? Are they asking you for stories like from your legal practice or just things with your family or just odd out questions? Why you do this? Why did you do that? Um, tell me about so and so. Or they just watched the you and engage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, we even had some of the some of the casts were there as well, so they could kind of ask questions right. to see where that was coming in. It's 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 not dissecting, mm-hmm. but there's a little bit of that kind of feel. And they've already have they storyboarded out the the thirteen episodes. I don't like, think they've I don't think they've completely storyboarded. That they have some definite they direction have an where idea they want to like go. The arc and what's mm-hmm. gonna what's and it's a dramedy or drama. It's called a dark comedy. A dark, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm <laughs> also called a dark comedy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but um, boom. Yeah, yeah. I so wanted to Red Fox. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Could play Red Fox too. All right, sweetie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and my. Yeah. What did you want to ask? Um, you were struck how Dallas had captured your personality in the pilot. Yeah. When you go out with him now on just a, a social occasion, he's nailed you so so far. So now it's just having fun, just chatting and being. Well, when I'm when I, was, I watched and I talked to him yesterday, his. He is so not me in his real world. Yeah. But to be so similar and consistent with his character, I mean, he, he's done some really interesting roles. Yeah. Walking Dead, yeah. you know. Um, he did a great movie with Sissy Spacek. Yeah. About, he, he's uh, Something he's, at the end of the road. And right? he's always got a little bit of like Twinkle Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, he, and he's played those kind of characters. Which I think gets, crazy. gets a little bit Bill into Alverson. this kind mm-hmm. of like, you'll, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I do is not normal, and I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what makes, that's why Hollywood has gravitated toward Well, I, I don't really quite know how all that has come together, but I can say, you know, I, don't, I mean, I bore easily, so, you know, you want to keep doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, and next. <laughs> well, one of, the, uh, one of the questions that came in, um, have you ever had an opportunity where you coached a girl and represented the parents in a legal case? At simultaneously, no. But I have had actually after coaching a girl, I have acquired a legal client. Okay. It's the reverse. Um it's really funny. That was like they would call me and they were like, No, we we want you. 
mm-hmm. you know, because they got to know me and watch what I had had done, but not the vice versa. I, I, it might have happened, but I'm not really aware of it. Mm-hmm. Well, how how big is Andalusia? Ten thousand. Ten thousand. Um, how how has the town been for you with this whole experience? Are they they've been, been incredibly supportive. I got. Um, Citizen of the Year. I was going to say, and you so the key to the a key city, to the city, city kind of thing, you know, and, and that was kind of fun. It's it's been it, the reality show. Andalusia looked nice on it, yeah, and they I think did. they were pleased they put that them in a good light. Yeah, that it wasn't one of these. Oh my God, we're at the trailer park, and, lighting it up, right? And I refuse to do that. Yeah, I mean that type of southern humor to me is too easy and cheap, integrating. Mm-hmm. But people do it, and it it's, works. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a tornado that comes through. You find the person that has no teeth, <laughs> and ask them what happened. Well, I don't know. They just I heard a big wind. It just all the stuff blew, and Granny's shoes blew with the tree. I mean, you know, and you're sitting there going, "God Almighty, please say you're Why from does Mississippi." Why it always hit the trailer park? And yeah, well, maybe they're not the best. They're not lo- built yeah. so well, I guess. Mm. But growing up in the South, we used to say that like. Why? What does God have against trailers? I mean, it just there they go. And they're some of the most religious people. <laughs> That's what's ironic. No, not I know. Well, I mean, no. on Sundays they mm, are. I have a lot of criminal clients that <laughs> are paying their lot fees. But they love Jesus. Well, a lot yeah, of them. Do. Well, a lot of my criminal clients find Jesus. That's yeah, for they sure. Find, they find him. In, they find in jail. him, and therefore they, he was going to help them with their probation. But, mm, right, yeah. and then they come back right out to the trailer. Yeah, well, you know, I don't have anything against trailers, and there's some really nice mobile homes or out Dairy here. Queen. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. Well, <laughs> are you amazed at the? Um, have you looked at real estate out here compared to like? I did with I mean, my I'm daughter. Just, yeah, I'm so it's, saying. It's, we were laughing about that today. Going, you know, living in the south is not a bad thing oh when it comes God. to real estate. Mm. Well, now you know why so many people have moved to Atlanta in and, areas. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Well, when I the first house I bought out here, I was so excited to buy a house, and so my parents came out, and it was like my dad goes, well, "Where's the yard?" And actually, for for what I had out here. It you was, had a yard? But, yeah, you just can't explain it. You know, every time I'd go back home to uh, my college and high school friends, they're they're buying their houses, and it's like five acres and, you know, seven bedrooms, and it's like 150000 mm. And we're going, uh, we can't get a storage room here. Yeah, no, and it's the rent, because with, with Blanche, when she was moving out here, look at the places, it was like, I know. oh, this looks great. And we would, like, pull it up on Zillow, and it'd be like, and no, <laughs> you know, uh, for and for what you get, yeah, yeah. Now I do tell you, there are some things you do get here though that's nice. You get great views, mm-hmm. good um, weather. Usually, you get the weather. Yeah, and it's this cool. week is a little odd. But. It's, but like on Atlanta, the airport, we're driving. It's like this is not uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and it's that Pacific wind comes oh, yeah. in, and mm-hmm. it's and that kind of stuff's nice. I like how the beaches are set up because they're much more user friendly for whomever wants to go. Can right, go. right. And you can walk and enjoy it, where in my part of the world, people buy to the water. Yeah. And so you kind of exclude humanity. That's a good point, yeah. And so that's You not... only see that up in Malibu, further up. Where, right. Where their houses are right. Right. But the but whole you go thing, to Santa Monica, Monica, all the way down to Marina del Rey. Playa del Rey and that whole All area. that stuff. Here, God made this. We all can enjoy it. It's kind of, kind of a great thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if, not if. When the series keeps going and it becomes a big hit, do you think you'll get a place here? Or just you know, play it by ear. I play it all by ear, mm-hmm. but it would be fun to have a place. That's when I was looking with with Blanche. I was like, now nah, if I was here, I'd like maybe like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's enjoy the food's great. Um, you can be as healthy as you want to be easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's um, true. I had some type of cocoa whip ice cream thing after the gym today, made out of coconut water, and it was vegan and it was 
great. Right. I'm not, I don't get that at home. No, mm. not, not nothing either. close. Are you vegan? No, no. But just the it fact that just... I did, I felt great about myself. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> vegan know? for a day. I mean, no, for an hour. <laughs> okay, for an hour. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, it was like I felt good that I'd done something. No, in the uh, scripture series, they D- Dallas has a family. Is it similar to your? It's close. He he's he married. He has two he's kids. He's married. Okay. He's married. And has two kids, and Alyssa Milano plays my wife. I gotcha. So okay. my ex-wife is not real upset that I was going to say that she's. She's kind of like rock solid, and boobs are all up and good. Is your and she looks is your ex wife happy with the the sh- doing the show? And I everything? think she's happy with anything that helps pay for the bills. So it works out really nicely. But now, actually, she's been very supportive. Yeah. in the whole process, which is great. And you guys helps. are good. And you, you we're actually we're actually have, always have, been good co parents. We had some bumps. We were always great co parents. Yeah, but even like this summer, my daughter was in a volleyball tournament in Minneapolis, and it was cheaper if we had one room instead of two. So we right. just shared a room and went to all the meals together. That's great. And um, we still have a family unit. I, we were divorced, but our family didn't have to be divorced. That's mm-hmm. amazing. And we really have worked that, like any other family, you have your arguments and disagreements, but. Yeah, people look at that. I'm like, you know, the bottom goal, both of us, is for our kids to be successful. I think when you have kids, that's what it's all about. And I'm a divorce lawyer, and I do a lot well, of that's domestic what I mean, cases. That's so what I the see irony what people is. don't yeah. do. Mm. So I think maybe that gives me, I didn't, I didn't want to fall in that hole. Exactly. That's interesting. You have that whole dichotomy going on. Yeah. I mean, you see what can happen, the residual effect of proving a point. And, and, and when I do my domestic work, I will not shoot bullets through kids. I won't use kids as weapons. Right. But you, it's easy. It's sometimes a great target. Have the daughter cry and do all these things. Right. You know, and dad really wants to have a relationship. But sometimes you have to educate your clients how to be a better parent. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's part of the process, too, because they don't have a class for that. I've always said that. It's funny. We have to get a license to cut hair. You have to have a license to drive. You, but all these things, and anybody becomes parents. Yeah. There's no... And they expect you to innately know what you're doing, no how to make choices, no, and how to, how to guide them. No whatever, right? Yeah. Before the break, you mentioned how Blanche had become a homecoming queen. Right. Through no coaching of you at all? No, we coached through that. Oh, you did? Oh, he yeah. got her. He whipped her in yeah, shape. Yeah, we actually... Um, she... In that, you are put up by clubs and stuff on campus, and they go through an interview process, and they mm. pick the top 20. Then they go through an interview process, very similar to Miss America, but this one's 15 minutes. You have to have a community this service. This was at Auburn. And this was at Auburn. And then they pick the top five, and then the student body votes. So I, it, that was fun for me because we got to do that together. Right. Mm. And the night before each interview, I was in Auburn with her, and we talked it out, and she She's, as you can imagine, being an athlete, I got to do this goal, plan She's this, got to have this, and, yeah. and, ha- and had it all done and was ready to go and just kind of blew through it. It was kind of fun. But I guess mm. pressure was on a little bit when you think about yeah, it. Like, yeah, totally like was. Like my dad's the pageant coach. Well, you have that, and then you also, she's the first athlete ever to be in the top five, and then I was like, and then we want to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you, you know, then, then we talked about a campaign. She really made a lot of those choices ourselves, but she, I think came, herself, I mean, but it was like how you do your T-shirts, how you do your marketing, how you do this stuff on wow. campus, whatever. We would talk through it, and then she was like, this is how I want it to be done. It doesn't have to be like everybody else, which right. is very much how I coach, which resonated, which and it she worked. sounds a lot like you. We have a lot of similarities. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of similarities. Um, Good work, uh, work ethics. Yeah. A lot, and, and, and that's from both. That's her mom's. Yeah. Her mom's highly accomplished as well. But we have different personalities where my son – I'm very opinionated, will tell things. Blanche is more diplomatic, but can be very opinionated. Stella is probably the most like me, like sees it for what it is. William, on the other hand, it was the guy's guy, popular in school. Everybody loved him. 
because why did he just need to tell you that I don't like your shirt? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of just he, chill. It's very chill. Very mm-hmm. Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and could do that. But And it's interesting when he comes to fight for his clients in courts, we'll do that. But he approaches things from a very smart and intellectual aspect. Well, he mm-hmm. probably, that kind of personality can also work well with juries and uh you know, with he's very appealable. He yeah. has the he has a likable quality. That's what I mean. I have to be like either people love or hate me, and is it, is so it I have polarizing to throw it. The word. I'm 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 very I'm Hillary Clinton <laughs> <laughs> with better pantsuits. Yes, I hope. Yeah. Now before we forget, what where can people follow you on social media? My like, name, Bill Alverson, Facebook. It's okay. easy. I'm so, not hidden. I'm not any kind of fancy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Prep with Bill on Instagram, but it also shows up as Bill Alverson um, and Twitter also. Twitter, the same thing. And mm-hmm. do you have a website yet? Or no, I had one. Took it down. Okay. Because I don't really monitor it. I don't put where gotcha. I'm going. But if people um, want to get in touch with you about the pageants. Anything. Just hit mm-hmm. me. In. Most people will find me on Facebook, send me an email. That's mm-hmm. e- easy way. Or even Instagram. Or even my email because it's my name. Right. I mean, I'm pretty easy. Type in Bill Alverson, pageant coach. You'll that, find you everything. You'll find it. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough. We could talk. For, I mean, I feel like I've known you forever. Well, so. we have, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> past lives. And another life. Thank you so much. And maybe you'll come back. I hope the, so. That'd be when great. When the show airs and is. That'll be cool. Yeah. Be right. I'd love to do it. And yeah. that would be great. That'd I'll be get fine. to come back on the show no, again. I didn't think you were invited. Okay. To okay. No. Okay. No. Okay. No. Okay. No. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. 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 This will be totally different next time. Yeah. No. Ralph, thank you so much. And it was great. Thank Call us. Okay. No, it was great being back. Planet Earth with Bill and with Jasper. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the show today. JW, thank you so much. Chuck. Chuck, thank you for hosting us. JW. And you can find the show on iTunes and uh, YouTube and Blog Talk. And it'll be just Google us. You'll find us. Anyway, thanks again. Great to be here. And okay. we'll see you uh, in two weeks. And uh, thanks for watching and listening to One on One with Jasper Cole. Bye-bye, Planet Eartha. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.